This is the Moms Are Not Alright podcast. Thank you for coming back if you're a returning listener. If you're new to the show, welcome. I want to say thank you so much to everyone who has been listening or has left me love on social media or sends me encouraging messages and texts. (laughs) Sometimes I don't respond right away, but I read them and I get really happy and motivated. So thank you for that. Uh, Today, I want to talk about things I wish I knew before being a mom. Or maybe a better way of phrasing it is like things I wish I understood more. I want to point out this as a possible trigger. Um, Reading my list, this doesn't feel like major red flags, but I'm a bit of an overthinker and I try to like think ahead because I don't want to ruin anyone's day. I'm going to say like the things that I list are not, I don't know, like light and airy and positive. Well, I am planning on saying things that I do like as a parent at the end because, I mean, there was a reason I was willing to do it again. But if you're listening and wanting kids, trying to have kids, maybe having fertility issues or still emotionally working through like pregnancies and like the afterbirth or like you had a miscarriage or Even if you haven't experienced any of those, but listening to complaints or bad feelings and experiences related to parenting doesn't sit well with you, or you feel like listening to someone say they don't like things about parenting or parenting in general, maybe you could just skip over this one. There's an account that I always see on Instagram. Uh, I, I think I actually follow her. I can't remember. But she's a child, she's childless by choice and makes videos about why she chooses to be childless. I'm so annoyed I can't think of her name. I want to say her name's Tiffany, but she has red hair and glasses and freckles. Anyway, I've read her comment sections before and people get very defensive by some of the things she says. And even I can get a little defensive, like listening to some stuff she says. And then I'm like sitting there thinking like why am I feeling so defensive about this it makes no sense but I love her and her perspective and her account she's not rude or unkind at all just like the mere fact that she doesn't want to have a child or that she values other things over parenthood really sends people over the edge so I see so I wanted to mention that I'll be talking about things that I don't like or things that people have told me they didn't like, or things that are a little scary that I've experienced. And if that kind of thing triggers you, just probably don't listen. Like, I I don't want you to, like, have a bad day at work. (laughs) And I just want to say this as a disclaimer. I always hope it, it goes without saying, but I'm learning that I don't think it does. But not liking things about parenthood does not mean it's your child's fault Admitting parenthood is not this blissful experience does not mean you don't love your children. If you feel like you are having more bad times than good times, that is not unique to you. And I am so sure that others feel that way too. And I think we just like don't talk about it enough. Or at least I don't. I feel like 
I'm overwhelmed online by just positive feedback and viewpoints from parents all the time. Or maybe sometimes people will have captions that are like, oh, parenting's so hard, but the photo's like a professional photo taken of a family in like a sunny, tall grass field. Like the amount of funny and lighthearted educational parenting content is like saturated enough for me I would like to bring some of the downsides to light like just bring some true sad girl energy to this market and I feel like if someone is like oh I want to have a baby or I'm trying for a baby that is not the time for me to say these things that I like think in my head unless I'm asked which I don't think I've ever been asked Like, what's the cons of having kids? Like, if someone is pregnant and excited about their baby, that is not... I'm not trying to scare them or, like, bring my little doomsday vibes around them. It's likely they have enough worries as it is. Even though I kind of want to scream sometimes, like, oh my god, you don't even know what's about to happen to you. Like, you don't even know. How can you know unless you experience this craziness? And on top of that, I can't even tell you. I can't say anything. I just have to, like, watch it unfold and hope you survive. It's, like, unwanted and socially unacceptable for me to say anything right now. And then I end up feeling like a fraud, like a fake, like I lied to my friends. Because, I don't know, that's a little how I felt when I had a baby. Not like I was lied to, but I was just like, why did no one mention any of this? Like, I almost did feel like I was wronged somehow. Like, how did everyone experience this, like, horrific thing? And, like, just, it never comes up in conversation. Like, if you were mangled in a car accident, you'd probably talk about it. But, like, your body gets mangled from birthing and it's, like, you're just supposed to, like, smile. I don't know. (laughs) But... I'm kind of, so I made a list of things that I kind of wish I understood a little better or things I didn't know before. And I'm kind of thinking of this list I'm about to read as like my current self talking to my 21 year old self. And it's like the biggest surprises of parenthood or something I wish I understood a little bit more or planned for better. So number one is postpartum recovery is a lot. Your identity as yourself, just as a person, as you know it, will be gone. Everything, number three, everything is going to be harder to do or accomplish with a kid. Number four, I would develop guilt over all the decisions I made. No matter what I decide, there is always a pro and con, and I'm always debating in my head. Number five, parenting is constant. There will be times you literally feel like you can't breathe because you're drowning in parenthood. Number six, others might look like they're doing it better than you or liking it more than you. Number seven, you might not like it. It being parenthood. Number eight, growing apart and getting older. This is one that, I mean... There's no way you can prepare for it unless you've, like, felt it, I think. I don't know. But it's probably been my biggest surprise yet is, like, what I'm feeling. (laughs) All right, so I'll dive into each bullet point a little more. 
Number one, postpartum is a lot. The initial sight of my lady bits scared the fuck out of me. Like, I could feel my vagina in between my legs when I walked that first day. It was unrecognizable. Like, no one ever mentioned that or the witch hazel pads or the ice pack underwear I'd be sporting for the next week or so. Like, navigating taking care of a baby was a lot, but taking care of a baby while trying to physically recover myself added an extra layer of complexity. It was a couple weeks until I could function as a normal person again. I remember thinking, like, I forgot what it was like to feel normal. Like, even just a regular pee and wipe and go on with my afternoon sounded so nice. I was, like, so excited to just get back to that. Because here I was, like, spraying myself with a spray bottle. The water was cold. It was all over me. And there I was, like, trying to, like, pat and, like, hopefully stitches aren't, like, getting messed up. And just everything became more complicated. So I was looking up, like, aftercare. And, like, I really wanted to look up, like, maternal morbidity morbidities but um I didn't want to go too far in the weeds with that but I did find that fatigue or tiredness had a high prevalence rate in those maternal morbidity morbidities and uh the fatigue was found to positively relate to postpartum depressive symptoms and breastfeeding problems so that was kind of a bummer to read and also like Something I didn't really understand is how much energy I wouldn't have. Like, you kind of think, you hear everyone say, oh, the baby's not going to sleep, or you'll be tired, or you'll be up. But, like, I don't know, you're, like, recovering, your sleep schedule is weird. Like, no one really, you can't really prepare for your lack of energy. And, like, you just, I don't know. I want to add this comment. When I asked some family what their biggest surprise was, um, when like when they had a baby, one of them said, quote, I did not know that breastfeeding could be difficult or like not just an automatic easy thing and all the pressure and thoughts and bullying around that. That was like, so true. I would listen to friends talk about chapped nipples, cracked and bleeding nipples, and um, I think it's called mastitis. Uh, I don't know how to say it. But it was like an infection that you need medicine for. I'm not sure if everyone needed medicine. But my friend who had it needed medicine for it to go away. And that shit was no joke. She was in a lot of pain. And also like, like uh, just not sure like how much the baby's eating like is it okay which is great that the babies have so many like checkups after they're out of the hospital but I was joking with my sister-in-law's weekend that the measurement for how much baby is eating when you breastfeed is like measured in vibes because <laughs> it's like who knows I did not breastfeed I knew right away I was not going to I thought it would have been nice and I know that it's, like, healthier for the baby, but 
I just could not see how it was going to work, like, with my current life. Like, I was still in school. I didn't know how I was going to, you know, get to school, be in a classroom for hours, drive an hour each way, waitress, and just, like, keep it all together while breastfeeding or pumping. It was just, like, an added stress. I really thought I had to outsource to, like, keep the boat moving. I want to mention this, too, because I feel like my friends that are having babies right now are, like, absolutely, like, bewildered by this. But I had no leave for my first baby. I didn't even have the six weeks disability because I didn't work 40 hours at my job. I worked a little less. So I didn't have that benefit. And then for my second, I had the six weeks of disability and then right back to work a month and a half later. If I had a baby today with the current like state's leave, I think it started in 2019, uh, I might attempt to breastfeed and pump. Like if I was going to be home for six months, I think that'd be like a game changer. Like I would probably attempt that. But adding that to my life at the time, I knew would just send me right over the edge. Like I just wasn't in a position to do it. And there was no such thing like... People didn't, like, work from home like they do now. This was pre-pandemic. And there was no such thing as, like, mother's rooms to nurse. Like, you had to, like, go nurse in the car or the bathroom. Or, like, when I had an office job, you could use one of the empty offices. And it's just, I didn't, I wasn't interested. In addition to fatigue and tiredness and pain, there's also things people don't really talk about, like hemorrhoids, constipation, urinary incontinence, like sleeping disorders and like lack of sexual desire or even like desire towards your husband at all. <laughs> I remember being very puffy after birth, just like everywhere. I couldn't wear my wedding ring until January and I had the baby in August. My stomach still looked like I was pregnant for like months after having the baby. And that was a real shock to me at 29 because when I had a baby at 21, I really did like spring back like a little spring chicken and looked pretty much the same within a short time frame. But the 29, my pregnancy at 29 really got me. You know, that wasn't the case at all. <laughs> so I didn't get cankles, but I've seen them twice in real life. And to me, it's, like, so scary. And I don't know if you've ever seen it, but I can't even imagine what it'd be like to walk with that. And that's, like, a possibility. And I feel like I remember my feet also being swollen. Like, they looked all right on their own, but when I'd put them in my sneakers, they'd feel tight. And I could tell that, like, something was, like, happening. But I never got them, thank goodness. I was really scared of that. That's scary. And then post-delivery, you also bleed a lot, and lots of things are coming out of there. In my case, it was a rough two weeks, but I know people have had longer bleeds. I'm even thinking of a family member who bled a ton and thought something was wrong and was kind of dismissed when she brought it up to the, you know, medical staff. And she ended up leaving, and then she had to go back and needed a procedure because her placenta wasn't all the way out so she was like just bleeding out that's another tricky thing like I could never tell 
if what I was feeling or experiencing was normal. I remember going to the emergency room because I was in so much pain I couldn't walk. And I did all these tests, all these things, monitoring, like was there for hours. And it all just like got chalked up to pregnancy. Like that was the cause and diagnosis. There's nothing they could do. I just had to like walk out of there like nothing happened. And like my husband's co-workers, I had to act like my husband's co-workers didn't just all see my fur burger for no fucking reason. Like talk about a walk of shame out of the hospital. It's wild to me that women go through delivery and all that it entails. And then they just like leave the hospital two days later and you just kind of like hope everything is fine. It's really scary. Like on top of leaving with a baby that you now live with forever. (laughs) So number two, your identity as yourself, just as a person as you know it will be gone maybe other people are better about this than me but your whole life ends up revolving around the baby and you'll start watching kid shows you'll start listening to fucking fruit salad in the car it's very easy for all the things that make you you to disappear even your relationship with your husband like you don't spend as much time together all your thoughts are like where you have to do or packing to go do the things you got to do with your baby. Your days are planned around the kid's mood, not really like the weather and like your vibes anymore. You'll get like short bursts of alone time and won't even know what to do with it. Like, do I watch TV? Do I be productive? Do I read a book? Do I shower? Because you can't do all of that in the same day anymore. And you won't always use your free time for fun things. You might use it to be productive instead and then realize, ugh, I never do anything fun because I choose productivity every time. That's speaking directly to myself there. (laughs) You'll start, like, asking your spouse if they mind if you shower because now you can't just, like, leave to go do something. Someone else has to be tagged into minding the baby. And you might not want to go out with friends for drinks like you did before because you have a human to take care of when you wake up now, like you can't sleep off hangovers. (laughs) Weekends consist of driving your kids to their fun activities of their choice, not your own. Like everything you know about the world and life is just kind of like gone. And then this new way of existing will emerge and it just like keeps changing over time. So don't get like too comfortable if you like where you are and also if you're in a spot where you're not loving life like just know it's a season and it will change like it can be uh, a little beacon of hope almost (laughs) number three when I asked my husband this question he said that everything will be harder to do with a baby being productive is a challenge and I was like oh so true You think, oh, I'll do this one thing while they play over here, but no, they always need something or want your attention or you have to, like, keep getting up and down. And this one, like, kind of hit me hard because I feel like I have been a bit deceitful over the years. I would post how I'm going to school and work and having a kid and teaching and, like, having an Etsy and whatever else I'm doing, but what you don't see is all those things, like not 
like me dropping the ball on over the all those things like me overwhelmed me crying so someone looking at my instagram might be like wow having a kid won't slow me down and it might not and i'm not saying it's impossible i mean i did a lot of stuff while having a kid but you might get all like you might get all the things you want done but it's just going to be harder than if you didn't have another human to take care of at the same time like you can't come home from work and work on your side hustle you have a couple hours before after they are asleep at best you can't just like go to the gym after work you have to bring kids places kids and their needs fill your head and space and time and home so it's not impossible but someone with kids and someone without kids do not have the same amount of time in the day Number four, I would develop guilt over all the decisions I made. I don't know if this is just me, but I always have this guilt or maybe like questioning or this like heavy wonder maybe is another way to phrase it, but it's always there. And like, I'm always just hoping I made the right choice and didn't fuck up my kids. For example, (laughs) I was at baseball just like a couple days ago. And my oldest was playing, and I couldn't really pay attention because I was walking around trying to entertain his brother, who's younger. I was looking at all the other parents in their chairs watching the game, and I was, like, a little sad. Like, unfortunately, that's just not my season of life. I'm at every game. I try to catch glimpses, but for the most part, I'm just, like, trying to entertain my youngest and keep him from running away. Luckily, I have a mom friend who will text me when my son makes a hit or steals a base. I appreciate that a lot because then I like bring it up to him later and he'll think I saw it. (laughs) My youngest now is in baseball and I realize that if he continues playing baseball into his tweenhood, I will be the chair sitting mom because I won't have another toddler to chase around. I'm assuming it could change, but like... My youngest, he's going to get a fully present baseball mom who, you know, and I, I might under, like I might be able to watch it and I feel a little guilty, like this like little rain cloud over me because I don't know, like my oldest isn't going to get that same like baseball mom. My youngest and here's another like thought I had just had. My youngest only practices in the first 10 minutes of soccer. We were like really trying to get him to do it. I really thought he would like it. And we tried it in the fall. Now we're trying again in spring. We're four weeks into spring. He's still not into it. So I would like yell at him and chase him around the field and like bribe him to make him go play out there. And then I was kind of like, why am I forcing him to do something he doesn't even want to do? But I didn't want him to just, like, quit everything. And I did feel like he would have fun when he felt more comfortable. And so this is like, that was just another case of me being like, oh, what do I do? And so we stopped going to soccer. And now I'm like, oh, did I make the right choice? Like, the rain clouds there again. Or the other night, like, it was 830 at night. My kids wanted to eat. And I was like, I'm not making dinner. So I stopped at McDonald's one night. And 
like the rain cloud was there again. Like how nice would it have been for my kids to have this mom who makes home cooked meals every day and, you know, doesn't have to leave the house upon arrival every day after school. Instead, what they really get is like a mom who works all day. They come home and most of the times they have to fend for themselves or I set them up with like a snack in the TV while I'm on Zoom calls. And then we pack up and we go do whatever activity and then I'm getting drive through food at the end of the night because it's like 8.30 by the time we're home. The cloud can feel lighter or heavier at given times, but it's always around. Like, I never know what will mess them up. Like, I'm always hoping I'm choosing the thing that will mess them up the least as adults. <laughs> and I hope everything's going to work out. I have guilt about, like, just the most random things. I could go on and on. It's never-ending. It doesn't stop. But anyway, number five. Parenthood is so constant. There's no end. The days are long. There are times where I genuinely think like, I don't know if I'm going to make it to bedtime tonight. My four-year-old isn't really napping anymore, so it's just like long-ass days of needing to give someone and something lots of attention. I literally can't hear myself think. Then they go to bed, and I'm like debating, should I sleep because I'm so exhausted? and I'm cranky and tired, or should I do all the things I wanted to do today but didn't get a chance to? Should I sit here and scroll on my phone so until my heart rate comes down from the stress I endured today? I get decision fatigue, and I end up just, like, laying there sometimes. I've been realizing lately I haven't been listening to music in the car. I didn't even notice until my oldest pointed it out to me. Like, I'm just so fried sometimes. And then I just wake up and I have to do it all again the next day. I have to show up every day and just provide all I can to meet these kids' physical and emotional needs all while depleting my own. They literally feel like they suck the life force out of me sometimes. Not to mention I need to show up at work five days a week, 100% ready to like tackle the demands. Then I have the house. Whatever I have to do for school, for sports, for my husband, he always gets the remaining crumbs. <laughs> Sorry, Jared. Shout out to him because I know he feels it too. I went to San Francisco for work this week and he was holding down the fort and he did an excellent job. All went well. He even got the teacher's gifts situated for teacher's week this week. But man, the amount of things that fill your brain is too much for like any human I feel like to have to hold on to, in my opinion. And then you finally fall asleep and you wake up and I have a four-year-old standing at the bed, like wide-eyed, just like needing my attention again. I get him situated. I get on my computer. Someone needs something. I get off work and someone needs something. I need to bring someone somewhere. They need to eat just repeats all day, forever. Like, I'm tired. <laughs> Number six, someone might look like it's easier or they're doing it better than you. You may see someone with six kids and you are like barely keeping your head above water with two, thinking you're inadequate. Or you could see those amazing bento box Instagrams and think, wow, that mom's got it all figured out. And 
the other day, I, I had a drive through Milton for some reason, and I was looking at all the big houses and thinking, like, how the fuck do they clean that house? How do they keep that yard clean and mowed? And then it sort of dawned on me, like, they probably don't. They probably pay someone to do it. So I can't really compare myself to them. I see families at home together at night, and I'm like, oh, that must be nice. But I don't see the daycare bill to make the parents being out of the house all day so everyone can be home at night. Or in my case, someone might look at me and think, well, Lauren went to school and raised a kid, but you don't see the total chaos that it took to happen. I also would always see people like our parents seeming to enjoy kid activities or parents who enjoy the sports and the parents who like Bluey and like watch it when the kids go to bed. And... I really can't relate. <laughs> My son says this, this thing about me. He says, I don't have a kid voice when I talk to him. And ever since he said it, I do kind of notice it now. And I think I always kind of notice it. I just didn't have the words for it. I don't even think I still have the words for it. But he told me before that I'm the only adult in the world he thought didn't have a kid voice. And I kind of think he means like that happy, like perked up, like surface level. I'm thinking like Miss Rachel type vibes. I don't really change my tone. I'm not super silly and like, I don't know. I ask complex questions even to kids. And I see people like teachers or oh, the librarian at the Halifax library. She interacts with kids and I'm like, wow, she has a great kid voice. I want that gray kid voice. Then the gray cloud comes in. And I always have this like weird feeling I'm not like parenty enough as other parents for so many reasons. But I don't know. My kids so far seem all right. I mean, we'll see how it turns out in the end, I guess. <laughs> That's the tricky part about parenting. Like I don't really know how I'm doing. And I won't really know until after the fact when it's over. I find myself thinking all the time, like, what am I doing right now that will cause my kids to wind up in therapy? <laughs> and the next um, bullet here is like, you might not like it. You might not like parenting. And it's actually inspired by a conversation I had this week. I feel like people think when they become a parent, they will just like, like it and be happy and love their kid and life will be good. And... I would like people to consider that you might not. You will probably never hear anyone say they regret it or they don't like it, but there are definitely people who feel that way. And I feel like people don't really say it because, like, A, if you admit that, in this world we live in, like, kudos to you if you can say that. You are brave as fuck. And B, if someone told you that, like, if someone uh, felt comfortable sharing that with you, you're, like, a safe person to be around. Like, don't fuck it up by judging them or sharing that with anyone else. Like, good job being that for them. I'm glad they have someone they can say that to. Like, this shit is not for the faint of heart. And I feel like we're kind of told this lie that we, like when you're a mother it's just like happy and you'll love it and you'll know what to do like motherly instincts and it's natural and something that just happens but 
I'm feeling like I actually don't really think so. <laughs> I read the book Hello Monster and it described a scenario about gorillas in captivity having a baby and not really knowing what to do with it because they were never mothered. They like grew up in captivity and I feel like that could be true for humans as well. I just googled for like 40 minutes before recording this and I googled the words like are women born with maternal instincts and seems as though they are not and mothers can take like months to bond with their baby. I remember when I first had my son I was a new mom 21 living at home going to school working going through a divorce like just trying to hold it together and I was with friends I think it was after work and I remember saying like oh I think I made a bad decision in becoming a mom and I remember the people I was talking to, my friends at that time, they were so horrified. Because, I mean, it is a pretty crazy thing to hear. Like, what parent have you ever heard say that? Probably none. And we were all young, so it was still, like, I feel like we all still had that idea in our heads at the time of, like, what mothers feel and do and are, which, like, kind of isn't based in reality and, like, none of us had experienced it at that point like I know now <laughs> but it was the truth like I thought it fucking sucked and their reaction caused me to feel like I really must be a bad mom and I thought that other people must like to do this and like the day-to-day -day stuff and it was just me that didn't flash forward 13 years and I recently had a friend say to me like man like I'm not sure I'm, I like this parenting thing. And I heard it and it's like I could almost feel how I felt back then again. Like I understood the feeling. And like you love your kids. You would literally die for them. But the day-to-day -day can be kind of miserable. Like I would rather go about my day doing whatever the fuck I wanted, not being screamed at or getting shit under my thumbs, nails you know, changing diapers, like, hard yes, I would rather do that. On BetterHelp, it listed fatigue, relationship problems, reduced sense of purpose and identity, pressure to be perfect, and the job is challenging as the causes of why a mother might feel this way. And one thing that stood out to me is they said they, they didn't like being a parent, and they immediately followed it up with, but I love my kid. And I hate that they had to say that at the end. Like, I know they love them. Like, they're showing up for them every single day. Like, I can see the struggle. And you wouldn't be doing that if you didn't love them. Like, you're a good mom. You're a good mom. <laughs> I don't know if they're listening to this, but I just want them to hear that. And me and this person cannot be the only people that have thought or felt that way. Like, if I type, I don't like being a parent into Google, there's a million blog posts about it. Like, this shit is hard, and it doesn't do the world any favors to pretend it isn't. Like, let the struggle be known. My last point is the growing up and moving away from, like, needing you, your children, like growing up and 
I'm really not there yet, but this weekend I saw a post on my Facebook. <laughs> Someone posted they were away for their birthday with their significant other. And it was really pretty and really awesome and everything you'd hope for, like, your kid or anyone that you like, you know, that's awesome. And the person's mom commented on it, like, happy birthday and wrote a sweet message. And I got so overwhelmed and was, like, crying in my car because it kind of hit me, like, there will be a day where having a birthday party for my child will, like, not be a thing anymore. Like, I'll just wake up one day and it'll be their birthday and I won't have any decorating to do or parties to plan. That might come as a relief to some people, but I don't know. It made me a little sad. Like, I have maybe 18-ish birthdays and I've already celebrated 13 of those. Like, it physically hurts me to think about. I don't read him a bedtime story anymore. Like, I don't remember the last book I read to him. I didn't realize it in the moment when I was reading it that it was going to be the last one. <laughs> Gosh, there's so many lasts happening. And I'm like trying to reframe it to look forward to like all the firsts coming up. But man, nothing could have ever prepared me for this feeling that I've been feeling so much these days. God, I'm just crying so much lately. <laughs> I, like, wish I could save all his versions that he's been or that he, like, will be, but they all go away. And I just, like, all I ever will have is, like, the version that he is in that moment. And even though each version gets better than the last, oh, man, it just makes me want to, like, hug him and not let him go. Because he, like, can't leave if I'm holding on to him. It's definitely the hardest thing I've had to deal with. And then I think back to the parts, the hard parts that I wished away and said I hated. <laughs> but I still hate it. I don't regret it. It fucking sucks. But I don't know. He's, he's still kind of a kid. He still lives with me. But there'll be a time when he doesn't. And I'll be like wishing him a happy birthday via text. Like it physically hurts my chest to think about. But to end on a positive note, <laughs> I have that effect sometimes if you talk to me. I'm just like a real little rain cloud. But yes, the day-to-day -day is overwhelming. Yes, I cry sometimes over stress and worry that I'm messing them up. But I had a kid and those negatives were not enough to outweigh the positives and keep me from doing it again. <laughs> Like, I still sometimes debate if I want another one, but I just got to a place where I can breathe and, like, hear myself think again, and I don't know if I want to go back down that baby-toddler rabbit hole now that I, like, have see the light at the end of the tunnel, because the joy they can bring, like, the love I feel from them is truly unconditional. I can do literally anything, and they would still chase my affection and vice versa, I was just reading about an experiment about that, too, in the same book I mentioned before, The Good Morning Monster. I like, like, I don't know. I like having a family. I wouldn't trade it. I cry from being stressed and overwhelmed, but I also cry from being so, like, full of just, like, pure joy and their cuteness and the sweet things they do. 
balance. Hashtag balance. (laughs) They, like, made my relationships better. They made my, like, purpose and values better. They made me more motivated. They still make me more motivated. They make me a kinder person. Like, I get so happy and full of pride watching them do things. Like, I cry when they get hits at baseball or have, like, a single three-word line in their play. Like, I could literally explode. And overall, I like myself better as a mother than I ever did not as a mother. Just don't ask me about having kids because I'll tell you all the horrific things. And then here I am like, "Mm, should I have another? (laughs) I didn't even get into the cost of kids. I didn't even think about it till right now. But I recently read somewhere the cost to raise a child has now grown to almost 300,000. That's like another big thing that I didn't really understand is like the cost of kids, all the hidden costs, all the things for school and sports and doctors and just so much money. But I have to get to bed. I have to wrap this up so you have it for tomorrow. (laughs) Thanks for being here. I hope someone hears this and they think like, oh, thank God someone else said this out loud. I feel this so much. I'm so glad I'm not alone. Next week, I think I'll talk about either consumerism, maybe guilt, or maybe this like epidemic that I feel like we're all going through, which is like fathers just like dropping the fucking ball. All three of these subjects are kind of on deck. We'll see which one I'm feeling for next week. If you have a preference, text me and tell me which one you like. But I hope you have a good week. I hope this wasn't too depressing. I'll see you next week. Bye.